Mark 5. Starting at the 21st verse. Now when Jesus had crossed over by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers came named Jairus, and he had saw him. He fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My daughter lies at a point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. He was a ruler, and he believed if Jesus would come, that his daughter was going to be healed. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. As women, to have a cycle for 12 years? No. <laughs> And has suffered many things of many physicians. She has spent all she had and was no better. But rather grow, grew worse. When she heard that Jesus was coming, she came behind him in a crowd and touched his garment. For she said... If only I can touch his clothes, I will be made well. Faith is voice activated. She said, if I can only touch him, just by touching him, I will be made whole. Immediately, the fountain was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But the disciple said to him, you see the multitude? And you're saying, who touched you? And he looked around to see her who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knew what had happened, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She spoke it into existence. She didn't let the circumstances stop her from reaching Jesus. She said within herself, if I can only touch him, if I can only get his attention. And she touched him, and it was a different touch. It was that desperate touch. I done did all I could do for myself. I done spent all my money. I done went to doctors like they tell us to go to doctors. If you don't do it, it will not get done. So often, that's when we start praying. 
when we get desperate. When we done tried our plan A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D don't work, then we go to Jesus. But she had heard about him. She's like, I done tried everything else. Now let me try him. But it was her faith that made her whole. Sometimes we come to church and we in the crowd. But are you determined to get to Jesus no matter who around you? Because when you leave this place, you're going to go into your own life. And what do that life bring? Husbands, kids, jobs. You got to come in this place and be determined, I'm going to touch Jesus today. Because when I leave this place, whatever I need, he's going to give me the strength to handle whatever I got to go out there and handle. And sometimes we don't come in here with that desperate, I need him. And we can't base it on if everything is going good. Because just how everything is going good, in the twinkle of an eye, things can just go from good to worse to bad to uncertainty. But see, he know what's around the corner, what's down street, what's five years from now, what's 10 years from now. And he can help us go through whatever we're about to face. But she was determined. But he was headed to Jairus' house. Even in the midst of him headed to see somebody else. This woman was yet healed. So you might think Jesus is busy. He's at somebody else's house. He's doing something for that sister over there, that brother over there. But yet he's still concerned about what concerns you. But if you speak it and have faith to believe it, whatever you are standing in need of, he is able to do it for you no matter who you think he's about to go see. While he was yet speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that they had spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Can you still believe when situations look dead? When you don't know how resurrection power is going to come in that situation. And he permitted none to follow him. It said Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He didn't take a crowd with him when he was about to do business. He took his inner circle. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he heard the weeping and the mourning. And he came and said, why? What's all this commotion? 
The child is not dead. But sleeping. The next verse, you see why, everybody, you can't take with, with you. They ridiculed him. If they ridiculed Jesus, who are you? But when he had put them outside, everybody can't go where you're going. Everybody can't be in your inner circle. Because everybody not believing like you believing. But let's see who he let stay in. He took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and they entered where the child were laying. The mama and the daddy is believing that their child will get up. And his inner circle, Jesus had known and he knew that they had his back. He put everybody else out but the ones that was yet believing that this miracle was going to take place. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, to Ludica come, which is translated, little girl, I say arise. And immediately the girl rose and walked and she was 12 years of age and they were overcome with amazement. But he commanded them strictly that they should tell no one and that they should give her something to eat. When you believe in God for things that has never happened, that you have never seen, you got to watch who's in that circle with you. Your child is at death. You got to have everybody that's believing like you believe in in the room or you got to escort them out your room. You believing for great things? Your team around you got to believe in just like you believe in. Or if not, they can't be in there. Because you're fighting against enemies in your own self. And you don't need to hear these other voices that are trying to come against what you believe in for and having faith that God is going to do on your behalf. What you believe in God for? Do it seem impossible? He's a God that's able to do the impossible. But the father had faith that if Jesus would come, his daughter would be healed. And even when he got afraid, Jesus said, do not be afraid, only believe. Life brings situations where it can be fearful unto us. But we still got to talk the things that he has told us to talk. We still got to believe the things that he has said to us. We still got to believe his word despite what we see. We got to stand up on that. I have a son that, that literally still has a tumor in his head. When we first found out about it, it was hard 
and where his tumor is, is to where he could be blind. So they did tests. They was checking it out. But this young man still wanted to play football. He still wanted to do everything that he had planned. I said, God, you gave him to me. And you told me what to name him. Unless you say different, we're going to believe you and let him do all that he want to do. He played football. He found, we found this out when he was in high school because he was having headaches. And at the time, it was bleeding. We prayed. He played five years of college football. And that tumor has not bothered him at all. A walking miracle. But God just didn't do that for us. But God was doing that to show him also what God can do. I have four points. Some things will not happen unless we pray. Two, prayer shows God how desperately we want something. The woman was desperate for a miracle. Three, prayer is the way to release our burdens to God. Four, when we pray, God intervenes. Mark 9 and 23 says, Jesus said unto them, If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Matthew 6 and 8, Therefore, do not be like them, for the Father knows that you have need of things before you even ask him. Before you even open your mouth, he already know. But you still have to ask him. He know our needs. But that don't neglect us not asking him for them. We still have to open our mouth and ask him. James 4, part Four and two, part B. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. Why are we not having some things? Because we are not asking him. What are you believing for? What are you asking God for? Are you talking to the wrong people? The people that can't help you. I was talking to a sister in church this morning. And you know if it's your kid, hey, we ready to fight for our kids. You might can mess with anything else. But a mama, you don't mess with their babies. Oh, 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 no. And they can be grown, grown. Because a mother and a father have that love for their kids. But God told me and showed me, we got to go from families that's willing to fight together to families that are willing to pray. And you know how you egg that person on, I wish you would? We got to say, devil, I wish you would. 
Because you got some that be like, hey, you mess with my brother, my sister. I wish you would. Because <laughs> we're not fighting against flesh and blood. The word tells us we're fighting against principalities and powers in high places. So the only way we're going to kick that devil is kick that devil in prayer. We can't do it in our own strength. We got to do it in his strength. And we got to be believers that are believing God for the impossible. Ask him. And he said, if thou would just only believe, all things are possible to him that believe. What are you believing for? It's possible. Seek him. Call upon him while he is yet near. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, give it to the Lord. Because some of your friends you talk talking to, they can't help you. And some of them desire really too. But that longing that you got that nobody can't understand, God can understand it. That child you're left believing God for, come on. We're just a steward over our kids. God has just used us to be the channel to bring them into this world. Certain things, God want to get their own attention, and we can't do nothing about it but pray. Because we were all created in his image, and we were all created to do a job for him. Some are not saved and not living right. But you know, when that person get right, all those friends that they was out here leading, they're going to have a greater influence than some of us because we ain't been where they been. And that person going to be able to relate to them. We just want them saved and living right. But we have to pray that God will keep their lives, that the deaf angel won't come on their path until they are ready to meet him. And a job that he has for them when they were in their mother's womb, that they will accomplish that job. I didn't know what my son was going to have to go through and have to deal with. I didn't know how God was going to have to heal him. But God did it. And so often we look at other people's accounts where he did it for them. He did See God and ask God how he going to do it for you. Because he might not come the same way that he came wait for sister or brother. He got many options. I'm like, God, I don't care which one you use. Just use one of them. <laughs> I ain't looking at my brother. I ain't looking at my sister. I just want you to use it to fix it on my behalf. Whatever that fix it is. Because my Bible says that everything that concerns me it concerns him. He tell me that he is mindful of me. He's thinking about me all the time. And he loved you enough that he sent his son. What a God we serve. I ain't saying not talk to your friends, but make sure you don't talk to God too. Make sure you done, you done gave it to God. 
Because sometimes you just got to cry and say, God, I don't understand this. I don't know how this going to work out. But in my mind, I can't make it work. If you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. I need you to do it. I need you to fix it. I need you to make a way out of no way. I need you to change their minds and change their hearts. Because if you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. But he's able to do that and more. More than we can ever ask, think, dream of. Are we desperate for God? Are you desperate for him to change some things in your life? Are you desperate for him to make ways out of no way? Because you done tried all that you could do. He said, give it to me. I'll work it out for you. He said, my burden is light. Sometimes the burden don't feel light. It feels heavy. It feels overwhelming. But it's light because we give it to him. And we say, I can't handle this. You got it. But when we're trying to carry it ourselves, it's heavy. It's a burden. It's too much for us. But we seen the other week, even when Jesus was going to the cross, he told the Father, not my will, but thy will be done. If you would just let this cup pass by me, but not my will, but thy will be done. And that's the point and the part where we have to get in. Not our will, but the will of the Father to be done in our lives. We win through prayer. We win on our knees. That's how we go win. We commit our, our works to the Lord. And he established our thoughts. He established our plans that we might succeed. But we got to do it through prayer. We can't do it in our own strength. We got to know that he is able to fix it and do it. Impossible relationships, he's able to make them possible. Kids that don't went worried, he's able to bring them back in. Doors that have shut, he's able to open those doors. But you got to believe that he's able to do it. We win through prayer. And it's not a monologue. Give me, I won't. Take care of me. Peace. Mm-mm. It's a dialogue where you talk and he talk. You talk and he talk. Ask God for what you need. Believe, God, that the impossible will be made possible. 